Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Friday mornings by my buddy, Rich Rebar. We are picking our five favorite games against the spread. We are coming off of uh, just an absolute boat race. Last night by the Detroit Lions, 32 carries for David Montgomery, three touchdowns. You know, everyone this morning is logging on to cope about Jameer Gibbs' lack of usage uh, for his first three games after being drafted 12th overall. Rich, how you doing this morning, man? We're doing good, man. It's crazy. First month already in the books, right? Like, is it one of those things like where we'll be, we're going to be like, oh, wow, like these first four weeks, it's went by so fast. And then when we talk like eight weeks from now, we're going to be like, how are there five weeks left? Yes. Yeah. I think that, I think that is going to be the case. I was just, I was just thinking that this morning, like, wow, we're already in week four, like already got some fancy teams that are like kind of dead right now, you know, it feels, but uh, there's a, there's yeah, a long son, way left yeah, get, to go. Get my son ready for school. And it's like, dude, like might start wearing pants like soon. Like it's turning, it's turning. Yeah. I threw a, I threw a hoodie on this morning. Honestly, feels great. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely love that. Um, all right, man, let's pick these games. I think we have a pretty exciting slate of them. As always, I will let you go first with your number five. Uh, my five was the Patriots uh, opening at the plus seven and a half. And it's moved through the key number, so you can't get it uh, you know, there anymore. I mean, if you want to play around with it, you can. Uh, but yeah, it's really just one of these things like looking for them to hang around by a touchdown. The the Patriots, as much as, you know, I don't really enjoy their, their, their product of football, uh, have played two really good teams tough. You know, they played yeah. the Eagles really tough in week one. If they don't give up a defensive touchdown in that game, maybe they potentially. Which wasn't even game. really Mac Jones's fault, by the way. Like it right. wasn't one of the, it wasn't a Zach Wilson pick six. It was just like, well, what, what can you do? And, you know, they play like, I don't know, maybe we'll look back at, at that week two holding the Dolphins to the 24 points and say like, wow, right. what, a great, what a great job Bill Belichick did in that game. Yeah. Uh, and then last week, whatever, just, you know, we bet them, we won, we move on. It's whatever that game was that happened. Uh, uh, but and then the Cowboys just haven't quite looked like, you know, obviously they, the, you know, the, the first two games like are kind of like, what do we even take for them? Right. You know that that Giants game where the, you they have. I think the same thing about the Arizona game. I just right. I think what we're seeing is the the Schottenheimer McCarthy stuff rearing its ugly head. Where when they get punched in the mouth, they just they don't have any clue. They didn't change, and and obviously the insane conservatism to keep kicking the field goals at the end of the game was just brutal too. Well, they went for a couple too, but the 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 last four minutes of that game, like they were down two scores, just running. 
they were just like running. Like I was like, what is happening right, right now before Dak even threw that interception? Um, yeah. I mean, that's what regression happens. I remember the Cowboys scored on over 70% of their red zone drives last year. It was the, the highest rate, uh, you know, it's like second highest rate of like a team in like the past decade. And like, listen, regression is going to find its way. I mean, we're seeing it with the Eagles too, right? Like the Eagles had all this like run out with touchdown production last year. And like you, you can't, you can't escape the regression gods. They're going to come for you by hook or crook. But I, I do think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, I just think that I'm just going to take the seven though and look at what the Patriots body of work has done of them like actually playing a couple te- really good teams tough and just kind of just let that lie as it may. Yeah, I don't have I don't have uh, I don't have this one on my list because I just it's like uh, I mean one a Belichick versus McCarthy is like you know we we got two guys trying to punch out of a wet paper bag like Belichick <laughs> does remain he remains a great defensive coordinator I've got I and I think that but just in the the dynamism. The recruitment, I mean, the recruitment is really the big issue that just to this day, they still just do not have enough fast players. Like they just, you know, they seem to have not gotten the memo that the ideal NFL wide receiver is five foot eight, 168 pounds and runs a four, three like that. That is the, the, the platonic ideal of a good NFL wide receiver draft pick. So I don't have this one. My number five, uh, I think I ask you about that game real quick. Uh, yes. Fantasy spin. Level of concern for Ramondre Stevenson through four weeks. Like fairly high relative to where he was being drafted. I think because you were largely taking him over um, Travis Etienne, who looks like the the second they decide they're done with the Tank Bigsby experiment, Etienne's projection every week is going to go from like 15 and a half points to like 18 and a half points. And I mean, everything they've asked Bigsby to do other than one yard runs, he's been like a failure. Like just they don't ask and, him to do anything else now at this they point. Don't, yeah, they don't ask him to do anything else. And <laughs> and I do like, you know, and we as fantasy analysts get this stuff wrong all the time, right? Like the Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery thing, like ADP was so off there. So I'm not saying I can say this with a hundred percent prescience, but I do think that's coming. And clearly the Patriots playing with Zeke was like this dude is an all world pass blocker and he remains an all world pass blocker, right? They want him in there on passing downs. And that really cuts into what Ramondre did so well, his first two years in the NFL. So I think you're, I think the, the, the worry meter, I mean, obviously you're starting him in any given week. Like it's like, he's not in the shadow oh, yeah, realm. ranked running backs. Like, oof. yeah, right. Exactly. But I do think he will end up being, uh Karain has this verbiage used which is I really like which is the silent killer which is you never bench him but he's never winning you a week and that's right. where I think we're at with Ramondre Stevenson where there, there's going to be very few 25 point weeks maybe none honestly maybe maybe no uh games like that for Ramondre this year so the worry meter is pretty high for me yeah, yeah, I could, I definitely uh, like that description. It's funny, I I made the joke this week to to Ray several in on the site that like I kind of wanted to start ranking running backs after CMC Pollard just like as as RB like ten. I just want to skip like I don't want to rank anyone because you have to put guys in, like someone has to come after those guys. But yeah. there's like a clear gap of like actual dudes like getting like RB one like true usage, and it stinks because you have a couple guys in that nebulous zone like you have ETN who you brought up right. And ETN like looks amazing, except for like this one thing, like 
he's like you know i think just in the in the in the context of running back like i think etn's gonna end up being a totally fine pick but i mean obviously you're right uh uh, our, our buddy scott barrett has the um damn he had a really funny tweet about james cook and travis Etienne, like like the like being cocked on the goal line you know because they're they're <laughs> obviously both so good like i actually probably have to eat a little bit of crow on on cook because i didn't think he was a very good prospect and he looks pretty good but like the presence of damian harris and latavius murray at the goal right. line is going to keep him from getting to his ceiling um all right my number five the houston texans plus three at home against the pittsburgh steelers um, I could maybe even be convinced to to move this one a little bit higher. I actually just think CJ Stroud is already better than Kenny Pickett. And if I would think you money that, line this? Yeah. Oh, c- completely, completely. Yeah, I totally, I totally would. I, I mean, the reason why the Steelers are favorite has nothing to do with their offense. It's all defensively based, and their defense has been phenomenal. They've scored on defense. They have, you know, matched up against some decent quarterbacks and made them look well. I mean, do you want to call Deshaun Watson decent? I guess that's a real eye of the beholder situation. But the defense has been very productive. And the as far as I understand it, the Texans' offensive line is very banged up. And their defense is banged up as well. Uh, what, Stingley's out? They're their best Stingley is, is out still. They get, they get the, they're going to get their safeties back. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm just looking at this like, I mean, we I think we talked about this two weeks ago, maybe last week. Like, C.J. Stroud just completely passes the eye test. Like, obviously, neither of us would consider ourselves professional-level scouts, but watching C.J. Stroud is just a very different experience than watching Zach Wilson or Bryce Young or just any of these other guys where, or, or Sam Howell where it just looks like there are moments where they have no control. Like they are just, they are just letting the game happen to them and not influencing any control. Jordan Love, last night. Yes. Jordan Love. Yeah. I mean, I was never in on Jordan Love, so no, that's not all that there. surprising. Um, but, but Stroud is just like, you know, and obviously there will be growing pains. He's going to throw some bad interceptions. He's going to take some bad sacks. Like all that's going to happen. Maybe that happens here, but are actually just like Pickett. Like I've never watched Pickett and been like, this guy totally has the game under control, you right. know? Like, whereas I think CJ Stroud does. So that's what it's about for me. Yeah, listen, I don't have any issues with this one as make. I'm waiting for a little bit of regression. As good as Stroud's been, the team is putting him in bad spots, which I think is just a testament of how really actually real good he is too. They're one of like the worst teams because they have, they're missing four starting offensive linemen. They're one of the worst teams running the football right now, but they keep running every first down. Uh, they're actually 31st in the league in set of downs to reach third down because they're so bad on early downs. And then Stroud's been like this savant on third downs. So I do worry that there's like going to be like some regression there. Uh, Steelers actually are really good third down defense too so far. So maybe this is the week, but uh, that's the only thing I would like to change. But other than that, like, yeah, Stroud was my QB one. He still is my QB one. And I don't want that to be like a teardown of Bryce Young, who's had like a pretty shitty run out, like to start his you know career with behind that offensive line and having Adam Thielen as his wide receiver one. Uh, but uh, yeah, Stroud just looks good, man. Yes, yeah, I'm I'm with that. All right, what is your number four? Uh, my four is the Dolphins, man. I'm just gonna bet the Dolphins until like Mike McDaniel gives me reasons not to. Uh, this open at three. Getting and a half. Waddle back this week. I mean, it's just one of these things with the Dolphins. Like, what if, like, they, what if they are? What if they are, like, this, the, like, the next, like, I don't want to say, like, the greatest show on turf, like, level, but, like, what if they are just, like, this next, like, behemoth? Uh, Mike McDaniels literally had an answer for every 
thing that didn't work for him the first time, right? Like when he's got a redo. Um, and that happened kind of when these teams played last year, like they actually won the first meeting in Miami and like that crazy game, like the bills ran like 80 plays, yeah, uh, but I then remember. when they, pl- but the dolphins didn't really move the ball great in that game. When they played again, I think it was right after Thanksgiving, they did move the ball a lot better and they just couldn't stop Josh Allen, man. Uh, and then they like hung around in the playoffs without two with Skylar Thompson in that game. They had some like fluky stuff, but we saw in week one when he got the rematch against Brandon Staley, like absolutely like torched. So I'm really curious to see what, what he brings to the table here uh, in this matchup. But this is one like where I'm just going to like bet the Dolphins until I get a reason not to. Um, and I, I think too, I, I've already put like some money line on this one too, just, just for that reason. Like what if, what if the Dolphins are just like this damn good? I mean, it's the Madden roster, right? I've been talking about it for two years. Like they built this team like every they sorted by us. speed. They just we we went by one attribute. We filtered one attribute. We're gonna get the fastest humans. Uh, we're gonna give them the football. Like remember so last me... week, people were just like, "Well, like let's sprinkle in. Like what if you know we're gonna add Braxton Berrios in?" And it's like you know what Mike McDaniel did. He's like, "I'm not giving Braxton Berrios and Derm Smythe the, the football. I'm gonna give it to my fast guys." Right, which I Julian Hill, by the way, Julian Hill ran ran thirty routes for the Dolphins last week. So there's your there's your one dollar Sunday morning FFPC bid. Um, what do you make of A Chain? What's your what's your uh, what's your your read on A Chain versus Mostert when Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back? Like, where are you where are you at with him? I mean, I think it's going to be probably. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get the run out we had last week, but I think if he's a guy that he can work his way into like eight to 12 touches, maybe some games flirt with 15. I mean, he's going to have these spike weeks because it's again, just having faith in the coach, right? Like, and it's, you know, for us to even come and say that, like, you know, you know, it holds weight because what is Mike McDaniel only consistently given us is a sample as a coach, right? Like he gets the football to the best players and he puts them in optimal positions. I mean, look at the way a chain was getting his touches last week. They were like all optimal for his skill set. You know, his touchdown, though, his goal line touchdown, though, he broke two tackles and hauled a linebacker into the end zone with him, which I thought was like the biggest bull signal for his fantasy usage. Well, he was a guy that broke a lot of tackles in college, and he was a guy that had a lot of high yards after contact. Now, some of that was just because he'd get so many big runs after the contact, but he was a good tackle breaker for his size, uh, like a tougher runner. He's like, he definitely wasn't just like a, a satellite back, but I mean, we're still going to see him get a lot of, you know, gap runs, so wide stuff. Like, it's it's not going to be, you know, him powering the football. Like, you see, like, traditional run game stuff. It's not going to be a lot of that. But that's, again, Mike McDaniel's not going to do that anyways. Like, he's, there's not going to be any of that. So, I think with him attached to Mike McDaniel, you have a little more optimism that even as, like, a thinner touch guy, he can still be good. Especially in this running back landscape that we just hit upon. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you there. I mean, so I don't have, it's it bad, man. It's bad. I don't have this one on my list, but I think you just convinced me to, to put a little, uh, to put a little, and, 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 and hey, man, the there. bills could easily come and drag this. Like I definitely can see a situation because the bills are at home. They're they They are favored, you know, like the, the bills aren't going away. Obviously they're second in the NFL and put in points scored, right. Points per drive. Uh, yeah, this, that's yeah, why this game's are. so good. It's not just like last week where we, you know, us fantasy slappies were like yeah you know chargers vikings like get on board this shit and we're the real nfl fan is just like eh, chargers vikings like sure it'll be a fun game to watch but like this is the overlap where it's like it could be a great fantasy game and also it's like this game that has like these massive like real football implications you know um so that's what makes this fun we very rarely get the direct overlap the 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 fantasy bonanza and a game 
that matters. Um, all right. My yeah. number four is the Seattle Seahawks, uh, roughly minus one on the road against the New York football giants. I mean, the giants are just not a good football team. They don't do anything. Well, they don't run the ball. Well, they don't pass the ball. Well, they do not run block. Well, <laughs> they do not pass. Like they just, they're just a bad, like they don't have a good defense. They're just bad. And I mean, I don't think the Seahawks are like a Super Bowl contender or anything, but the, um, you know, there was a little bit of concern in week one that, uh, that Gino was like pumpkining, you know, that he just wasn't good anymore. And I mean, you know, I don't know if he is dispelled. Uh, I don't know if he's beaten the, the mid allegations, but he's at least doing a facsimile of the performance they put on last year. Kenneth Walker is nuts. I mean, Kenneth Walker is like just a, he's the biggest home run hitter. The defense is very classic overthink it player. Yes. Yes. Like literally just like this guy's so good. I don't care about his success, right? His success rate is fine this year, by the way, despite uh, the way that he runs. I mean, uh, a lot of the film guys like Hayden Winks and stuff, they'll post the hilarious runs where he's like dancing around in the backfield and then changing his mind and changing his route. And then he gets there because he's awesome. Like no one would coach you to run that way, but he is good at doing it. Yeah, I just think the Giants suck. And I don't really like that. You know, this this to me should be kind of the same as that Steelers Texans line. Like it should be Seahawks minus three on the road. I don't really know why it's not. Um yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about them. And the the tackle play that seemed to kill them in week one has improved week over week. So feeling feels good about that one. Yeah, this is this was my two. Uh these teams played last year and obviously it was in Seattle and, and you know the, the Seahawks won that game. That's really all you're looking for in them with its line is implied as to win this game. And just there's just too much talent. Like Seattle has too much actual talent compared to the Giants. Yep. Um, like you, obviously we talk about all the offensive guys, but they're going to get Tariq Woolen back. It looks like this week, they got Devin Witherspoon back last week and he had a really great performance in his first game. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, and the giants just don't, they just don't have enough pieces, man. Uh, and, and Dayball did a really crappy job last week. And, you know, we give Dayball like a lot of benefit of the doubt, but like that game plan against the 49ers and granted it was a short week, but like with no Saquon Barkley, you don't even use Daniel Jones as a runner in that, in any capacity in that game. Yeah. I fear, uh, I fear we may have been too quick to crown Brian Dayball as well, based on the results they got last year too, you know, and we knew this happened. was coming. Like the, the giants are again, doing the same thing they did last year. It's just, they're not having the run out. Like they did actually in week two. I shouldn't even say that because they did in week two because they were down 20 points to the Cardinals and came back and won. But it's the same story. They don't even have a touchdown in the first half this year. It's the same story as last year. They fall behind and they pulled out all these games they shouldn't have won last year. Uh, and this year they're doing it consistently again. They're falling behind every week. Um, yeah. It's, and, and they don't like it's Yeah. Whatever. I'm just the same thing. I talk to myself about it every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, there we go. What That's my number like? four. What is your Dude, that was number... my two? Oh, that was your two. Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, I'm just gonna bet against the Giants a lot, probably. Like they just they just stink. I took the massive points with the 49ers last week. Uh, you know, it didn't it didn't matter. Uh, what is your number three? Yeah, DK should eat this on Monday night too. He should have a he should have a big game. Yeah, he should. Uh my three is uh the Bengals. Uh, it's just because it's a similar thing. Like, I, I mean, the Danifel keeps giving all these tight Titans lines. How, how bad are the Titans? They are so freaking bad, dude. It's yeah, so they're, brutal. They're trash. And the only time they even look competent was against that Chargers defense so far this year. And they have faced a couple good, good defenses, but I mean, the Bengals have a, a, a 
a solid defense. I wouldn't put them like an elite, but I give do give Lou Anarumo a lot of credit. He's a guy that definitely figures out things as they go to. The Bengals have consistently been a defense that gets better as the season progresses. And then just the matchup in this game, like they're not the Bengals aren't going to try to run the football at all in this game. And then they're just going to let guys like Chase and T. Higgins and do work. I mean, they used Burrow last week. Everyone was like, "Oh, is Burrow going to play? Is he not?" Dude, he, he they they ran they passed off fifty times in that game. They well, they passed each... the ball fifty times because they were passing a ball about three point seven yards down yeah. the field. Yeah, yeah, ninety eight percent of plays were in shotgun. He had one pass where he turned his back to the defense. They actually got forty five yards on that on that play too. Uh, but the Titans, we saw the Browns even do it last week. Like they were the elixir for Deshaun Watson. Like they pulled Deshaun Watson like out of the depths he was at. Uh, so what are they going to do against Joe Burrow? Uh, I know Joe Burrow has been pretty lackluster to this point, but it feels like a pretty get right spot for this past game overall. Cause it's been a get right spot for everybody. It has been. Um, I mean, I guess the, the only reason this wasn't on mine is just cause like, I don't know what Burrow's health situation is like, like it just, you know, if there's any like chance that's of the reason why to bet it though, is cause it's getting kind of right. Because if, if what well, Burrow was healthy, this would be, like a hundred percent healthy and the Bengals were firing on all cylinders, they they'd be it'd be like Bengals minus four and a half or something, probably. So I think you're probably right about that. Hey, Ryan it, Tannehill with this dude. It's yeah. Ooh, you want to talk about a dude. Like we were saying, like, oh, get Tannehill to Atlanta to save Kyle Pitts. Like, I don't even think we're <laughs> I don't know if Ryan Tannehill would be saving Pitts right now. It's just Pitts is Pitts and Jameer Gibbs are just going to sit in in purgatory forever. We're never we're never going to see it with these guys. Yeah. Um, also, the Bengals were in this spot last year. They went to Tennessee without Chase and without Joe Mixon and and won by four. So, yeah. Uh, my number my number three is the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three points against the Atlanta Falcons. Like the the jaguars have not coalesced into what we thought they would be quite yet you know and it's kind of, but like they kind of did this last year too like lawrence did not look like a world beater to begin the season all the film guys you know not far be it for me to declare who's who but the film guys seem to think that lawrence is mostly fine and that it's just kind of been some weird results through three weeks I don't see anything when I watch the Jaguars to indicate like, oh, Lawrence is terrible or whatever, you know, like, I I mean, is he in that, you know, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Allen to a tier? Like, I I don't know, but he's close enough. And the, the, the Falcons are really bad. I mean, they really are like you get ahead 10 points on these guys and it doesn't matter. Well, if Desmond Arthur Ritter Smith... is really bad. Right. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't, like, I think the thesis was kind of, oh, you know, they get behind 10 points and then they use Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bijan and it all works out. And no, it's it's not going to work out, man. The Falcons get behind 10 points and they are, they are. I mean, Ritter, they're talented and even their defense has been pretty good to start the yeah. year, the piece they made, but like Ritter's just so bad, man. Yeah, he's, he's really, really bad. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, there's pick so up many the phone. of these teams, dude, where like the roster is not even terrible. But like, I mean, we watched like the Packers, man, like Jordan Love, just like, what, can, what's, where's like the, where do you envision this going? <laughs> yeah. Like, where's the, yeah, what's, line? what's the plan? What, what is the plan? You know, I mean, you come, I guess maybe Heineke, right? I guess maybe that's the plan. I would say Heineke's definitely drawing live at this point to play at some point that the, if they keep winning some games, maybe that puts them off. But like Ritter just doesn't have it, man. He's not definitely not the solution. Like, let's say, so let's say they lose. Well, the fact they won, they freaking won that Green Bay game, you know, 
that's i guess that that right. keeps them you know that i guess maybe that keeps them alive because then if they lost this game you go to one and three but they'll be two and two no you know no one's really running away with this division so i guess I actually that probably... was blaming arthur smith for a little bit in the fantasy community so does but i actually think arthur smith is he he knows what's happening and he and he knows what was happening last year with Mariota, and like he this is like part of this is definitely insulation right like the way he calls games like because he yes. does, he he knows he, he knows his quarterback's been bad like he's got bad quarterbacks and i think in, internally like he knows inherently knows it yes i mean i don't i don't think he's doing everything he can to use the guys that he spent top 10 picks on but he's yeah, not yeah, i don't want to absolve him either but i do think a lot of it is that. like i get it i i guess i guess i should say i get it whereas like with the lions i don't really get it why you'd spend the 12th overall pick on jameer gibbs and then use him like naheem hines but like i do kind of like kyle pitts is playing you know kyle pitts is running a lot of routes like it's not like it's not a parker hesse situation there anymore um i i feel i feel pretty good about this one uh we already did your two correct uh yeah mine is uh the seahawks Okay, my number two is the uh, Los Angeles Chargers minus five points against the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, it doesn't matter to me if Hoyer or Jimmy G is the quarterback here. The Raiders just don't have the horses. Like, the Chargers are going to score, like, 30 points every game. They have, without Eckler in the lineup, they've just completely abandoned running, and Herbert has been awesome. The defense has not held up very well, but I don't really know if that matters against this iteration of the Raiders team that, like, has... And Devontae Adams will do his thing. I mean, Devontae Adams is going to get 20 fantasy points a week. He's going to, I mean, he, I don't know. He might finish wide receiver three in fantasy football behind Jefferson and Tyreek at this point. But the I Raiders left can't. off Keenan Allen. <sighs> Keenan Allen's got more points than Tyreek Hill. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. I mean, look, I can't, I can't go there yet. That's just, it's too painful for me, you know, because as a lifelong Keenan fader, eat, eating that 48 ball last week. Uh, did not feel not feel very good but yeah I mean the Raiders just suck like the Chargers are the Kellen Moore thing is like I could see it coalescing it's not quite there yet you know he's still learning his personnel he got Eckler rugged out from underneath him and Kellen Moore does like to run the ball so doing this super unbalanced offense where they're throwing like every down is not necessarily his bread and butter but the Chargers are a wagon on offense now are the chargers going to be a good playoff team are the chart no, no they're still so unserious they still completely remain the los angeles chargers but these are the games that the chargers are gonna win um you know the chargers are gonna dummy bad teams and then they're gonna lose in hilarious ways to good teams a lot of the time i think this is keep betting those chargers overs man yeah yeah i think that i think that's right great great um, offense terrible defense yeah, but the Raiders are just not set oh, up yeah, to no, take advantage yeah. of a terrible defense. They're just, they're really, they're really not. Um, and it's even, like, if Hoyer plays, I don't know. Like, if Hoyer's out, does this line move, or do you think this line is already baking in that Jimmy G's not playing? Uh, I think that they're trying to, I mean, it looks like Jimmy G actually might play. I mean, we're doing this Friday morning, and it looked like right. Thursday there was indication, like, he actually had, like, legitimate shot to, to clear protocol. Uh, I don't know if they would play Aiden O'Connell either just because you know what Hoyer is, but it would be fun to kind of at least see the wild card play play yeah. out. But I mean, listen, the Chargers can make anyone look pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, they can. They, we Tannehill. they made Tannehill look good. They made, they made Tannehill look good. So I guess, I guess that is, uh, I guess that is the case. It's weird All right. We have a few of these like defenses that just like are so bad. Like, I don't know how you like, 
and even like this week it's like russell wilson like i think like how do you like the bears have been consistently so bad going back so to last bad. year like it's everyone it's ever, like jordan loved you for nine yards her pass attempt against the bears like of course i'm gonna play russell wilson yeah all right number one what do you got i wonder if we have the same one we probably don't i'm doing i'm you know you you showed me the light last week it's like i i gotta take the chiefs man okay that's my number one as well I mean, this Zach Wilson thing, like, when does it end? Does, I feel is it like, like a full mutiny. Like... Is there, does there have to be a full mutiny for like the rest of the players on the team for Robert? Well, Slava I feel like this like... is the week where it happens. You get beat, you get beat by, you get beat by 40, you know, by, by the Chiefs at home. And Zach Wilson throws two pick sixes, eats five sacks, you know, because I, I think this is actually no one, like, I don't know, some people are probably talking about this, but. The Chiefs are like a good defensive team. Like this is we probably talked the... about it. we talked about it last week too. It goes back to last year. Yeah, like they're like I and I don't know again my my limitations as a real football guy, but like they don't seem to have a ton of great personnel, particularly in the secondary. But they have a really good defensive line, and Steve Spagnuolo is just like he's out here pitching perfect games, like just total no hitters. Like he is. I mean, he had Trevor Lawrence in fucking jail, dude. Trevor Lawrence had no idea what to do there um yeah and and like zach will like just bet against zach wilson right now like what are we like what are we doing with it, it i have never i do not ever remember seeing a team so hopeless on offense in in an nfl game you know outside of like uh who kendall hinton having to start a quarterback for the broncos or whatever <laughs> like, like zach wilson's the quarterback equivalent of a guy that's not supposed to be playing quarterback yeah, it's just I it they are they are completely hopeless. I mean, I think this line would have to get to 13 and a half before I wouldn't want to bet it probably. Like I just and and the Chiefs are they don't care about how good the Jets defense is. They're going to do, you know, Mahomes is going to do his little loop-de-loops and he's you know, it just it just doesn't matter. It it doesn't even matter that the Chiefs wide receivers stink at this point. Like you know they're just gonna they're just gonna do their thing. They are who they are. They are they're the big red death machine. They're gonna score thirty five here. It's it's so over for the Jets. And maybe maybe we do see the on field mutiny. You know, I feel like that's what has to happen. I mean, the Chiefs aren't like void of talent defensively. Like outside of uh, you know Chris Jones, they do have a lot of really good young players. Uh, you know, definitely Trent McDuffie and Lejarius Sneed, I think are really good. But I mean, how many points did the Chiefs have to score in this game to not cover? 18 18 i think i think if they so if they well i guess it so that's two touchdowns two touch 17 17 and they don't cover i think so yeah, i mean that's kind of just where we are with the jets it's crazy man how many how many points would would the jets offense score like in practice against no defense against air you know like if they had 60 minutes i i don't even i don't even know you know it's it's the the wilson thing is just it, it it has become comical like to the sense of like you just see the open wide receivers and you just see him making the wrong decision every time and i don't no, even I feel, feel bad because like playing quarterback is legitimately hard it's like hard. i think we take it for granted you know we we flippantly joke about jordan love we joke about desmond ritter yeah like in context of the position playing quarterback is just absolutely stupidly hard but like man dude like we know he's not like you have to go in a different direction. You just have to like, this is over. It was over and they knew it was over before the season. It's why they got Aaron Rodgers. Like, you just have to go in a different direction. You do. I mean, and I guess. It, like, it, Trevor Simeon actually is going to play. It, 
And he's an upgrade. Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon might get them to eight wins. You know, what's Paxton Lynch doing? Is Paxton Lynch busy? Like, ah, shit, dude. Call Matt Ryan. Call Phillip Rivers. You know, what are these guys doing? Like, it's just, it, it, it's untenable. And anytime they are up against a serious NFL team at less than 10 points, I actually don't get this line. I guess it's combination of the Jets defense and. But the Jets the... gave up 30 to the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, it just it's just uh, I mean, I don't envy I don't envy the the sports book operators here in sense of like they just have to write these tickets and they can't just make the Chiefs like 17 and a half point favorites like a college football game. But they maybe should, you know, maybe this should be fucking Alabama playing against Rice or whatever. Although I guess that's a bad example since Alabama is bad this year. But last week it was it was the 14 points or whatever. And you know, you lay them. Or I'm sorry, it was the the Chiefs against the Bears. Oh, I mean, that was my yeah. number one last week. Yeah, it was like, but that was that was even more. That I actually think that last week's number one in the Chiefs was an even better bet because the Bears are like having a mutiny inside their organization right now. <laughs> the like the, the mutiny is already happening in Chicago. That one almost actually made my thing too. Uh, of the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, just uh, nuts. Um. Yeah, so there we go. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, just gonna just gonna take them as they cruise here. Uh, DFS looking pretty. You know, they the Miami Buffalo. Um, we got uh, there, there's another. Oh, uh, and then everyone's gonna play. Got you know, Kyron, uh, and and Puka and Tutu. Uh, Downs will be a little bit popular. Richardson will be pretty popular. What you you got? You got any problems with that meta this week, or what are some of your angles? Yeah, you know, I'm not playing downs with Richardson, uh, but you know, maybe we we talked about this about potentially picking up in the main, and it's just like, yeah, I need to. I don't know if Richardson's even going to support Pittman like fully, like week to week, uh, with the targets are there. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, Zach Moss got one more week in the sun in that game too. You know, don't overlook Zach. Moss. Remember, we didn't. There are very few running backs getting the actual work that Zach Moss is getting. Kyron uh, Williams, they're in the same game. Yeah, I mean, Kyron Williams definitely feels like deluxe Rashad White right now uh he's not I mean, really he's, doing anything he's not good but he literally he did not sub off the field yep. against the Bengals he he played every snap yeah I mean that's what Rashad White's doing too and he's not been useful I feel like Kyron is still like if he doesn't score touchdowns it's I feel like he's not as good of a, as strong as a play as the market is implying like I'm looking at it right now and it's Friday morning so ownership stuff maybe doesn't matter at all right now but I'm seeing that Kyron at the same exact price on DraftKings as Zach Moss is is projecting for triple the ownership one of these guys is a home favorite and one of these guys also doesn't come off the field yeah Uh, I feel like that's like a glaring like dude like that's a glaring mistake the Um, guy the guy that I am most into uh as a pivot off of that ownership spot is DeAndre Swift against the commanders. I, I think he is going to, I mean, he's gone absolutely nuclear the last two weeks, but he hasn't even, even he's projecting for more than Zach Moss. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play all these guys. I think, uh, can I, can I interest you? No, Austin Eckler burned people to, to shit two weeks in a row. Nah, dude, Josh, I can't, Josh Kelly, Josh I Kelly dude. at like 2% or whatever. I can't, I can't do it again, but I do understand the just objectively playing the spot. I do totally get that. I do totally get it, but I, this, I don't know. I don't know. It cost me got... from winning so much money last week. Yeah. 
I don't know if I can do it, honestly. I I, I don't know. Dude, I mean, like, he sank so many lineups that legitimately could have had like 230 points, 240. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that they're just not even, they've just abandoned the run. You know, like that is that like that's the more concerning thing. It's just that he he had 24 pass blocking snaps last week. Like they're just like you're a fullback, dude. You're Kyle Uzcheck. And he's good. the whole thing, like the whole key to like Josh Palmer getting there too, is if Eckler plays, Josh Palmer becomes significantly worse because Eckler commands targets. And we had two games in a row now where we finally seen Justin Herbert play with a running back that doesn't command targets. And we've seen like actually the player we've kind of been clamoring for, like at least like the, the like a lot of the A dot truthers have, right? Like Justin Herbert's A dot. Look at what happened. He does when he doesn't have to throw 15% of his passes to a running back, the A dot looks a lot better, right? It's funny how that works. Um, yeah. So he's kind of also like the key to like Josh Palmer getting there because Josh Palmer will probably be pretty popular because. No, I'm, I'm I'm playing I'm playing QJ. I mean, this is it's it's Josh Palmer at twenty percent, QJ at three percent. When I think QJ is probably the better player, like it's just not even. Josh Palmer is like a fine NFL player, you know, like right. he, but well, he's not in the context of this week though. Like they're just gonna play Josh Palmer a lot more. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But they also, I mean, QJ's run thirty eight NFL routes. I mean, he could get to thirty eight routes this week. Not even as like an every down player so i i'm and just like he's cheaper and the ownership will be i mean i don't know let's see what our let's see what our friends over at establish the run have um we've got dk large field ownership josh palmer is projected for 17 percent of rosters and quentin johnson is projected for five percent so i just it feels like i'm gonna take that and you know, the times I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like it's, I'm going to lose anyways, most weeks. So I might as well. Mims lose is right more. there too. Like you think after a 70 point burger, uh, and obviously the offense wasn't totally part of that. It was the defense. Like they'll probably make some changes, but like they have to start playing. Marvin Mims leads the Broncos in receiving yards. Yeah. He's 27 routes. Um, I did see Cecil Lammy said this week on the audible, he said, um, you know, he can't talk about, what he's specifically seen in a practice, but that there will be personnel changes. Of course, dude, they, 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 give, they all 70, they gave up 70 points. I know that's not all offense, but like they're, the Broncos are going to do things differently this week. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I don't it, know if that it means Mims, but like in that price zone, I think where Palmer's going to have uh, a decent amount of roster shift. Like you said, if, if, if you get to Quentin Johnston there and I'm on Russ already because just by default, like anyone that plays the bears, I'm just, I'm going to, look at them yeah so i'm with that he's right at that price zone so he could be kind of fun to to sneak in there um as well uh but yeah other than that yeah the things look it looks pretty cut and dry this week more i mean last week was cut and dry too the chalk anytime the chalk game gets there to the degree it did last week you're gonna see like stupid scores and we did um i'm with that um it's gonna be that strike zone we talked about the running back i think the five five to, to 6k, 6K running backs because you gotta get you gotta get that right because we're gonna see javante williams draw some roster shit because of just again bears bears uh it looks like miles sanders is that tracking. that could by the way be one of their personnel shifts though that could it could be enough with the smosh p ryan stuff we gotta get we gotta get javante going he's, right. he's really good yeah 
Yeah, and I think you have to kind of uh, explore that as a range of possibilities. I would even include Kamara in that range, even though he's six one. He's just like because we don't know exactly what we're gonna get, but like the run out for Kamara has been kind of perfect. Everything's gone wrong in that backfield, so he walks back into like a situation where he could be just like a, a legit like you know seventy five snap percent snap player, maybe even more, right? Like immediately. Um, so yeah. like that area too, like that area. And then you've got Jerome Ford kind of right there too. in that strike zone. So like that's the hotbed. And, week. and I don't think we learned that much about Ford and hunt and their split last week. Cause it was just so clear that they couldn't run. Like no one can run against the but Titans. I do think there is some signal though, that given Ford's background, like he's probably going to be used more as a passer than we assumed. Yes. Or just in general. Like well, I think I think what people thought was, oh, Hunt will come in and just be the, you know, he'll come in and catch all these passes. But I actually wonder if Hunt actually gets a lot of the low value, you know, first and ten rushes and Ford gets some of more of the high value stuff. Right. Yeah. Um I definitely see it. But yeah, that's yeah, my, the, that's the, I think that'll be the differentiating strike zone though this week. Is that what what do you did drag people into the abyss this week from that? 5k to 5 5 to 6k running back group my flag plants are swift and qj those will be the guys that i play the most and if they have good weeks i will probably have a good week if swift gets nine points and qj gets three points um you know it'll be it'll be a less good week for me um all right man let's go let's get out of here tell the people what they can listen to the worksheet all that good stuff over at sharp football yeah, yeah, worksheet, writing these games up uh, every week. We did have run the promo for the Thursday night game. If you're listening to this still before Saturday, because it, it only runs for 24 hours, uh, where we did the points scored in the game, so the points off anything at the site. So it's 54 points. So if you just use promo code points, it's 54% off anything. If you want to come read the worksheet for a week or whatever, or sign up for the season, whatever, it's 54% off. So, hey. All right, there we go. Um we're getting out of here. Everyone, thanks for listening. I'll be back on Sunday night with Sammy and Nate for the Gilcast. See y'all then. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.